0: This is Rob Sepich, and welcome to Relaxing with Rob. I'd like to talk about coping today, and not over-coping. Putting just enough in for situations to handle them effectively, but not wasting any extra effort in the process. One way to illustrate that is if you're able to clench a fist, I'd like you to do that for a moment, really tightly clenched, Uh, You can feel maybe your fingernails in the palm of your hand, tightness throughout your forearm, probably even up to your biceps. You're probably holding your breath without thinking. And now relax and take a breath and kind of shake your hand out and regain some circulation. With that same hand, I'd like you to clench a fist again, but this time very lightly. So you're making a fist, and it looks about the same to anybody else, but it obviously feels quite different to you. Hopefully you're able to breathe through this and your arm isn't clenched. Your fingernails aren't digging into the palm of your hand. To me, this is coping. But by tightly clenching the fist, we're really over-coping. For example, if a project takes just a couple more hours to finish, coping is just putting it in a couple of hours and finishing it. But over-coping is procrastinating, maybe losing sleep, stress eating, complaining, getting headaches, and then you put the two hours in. That might work once in a while, but you won't run a marathon that way. You'll really burn out. I read that when Charles Yeager broke the sound barrier in the 1950s, previous test pilots had gotten close to Mach 1, but as the controls were shaking almost uncontrollably and they were tightly clenching them, they would lose control and the jets would crash. He had just suffered some kind of arm or shoulder injury right before the test flight, and he didn't disclose it to the Air Force because he didn't want to be disqualified. So as the controls were shaking and he was getting close to Mach 1, he was physically unable to grip them too tightly, and he later attributed his success to that. And I think that's a great illustration of coping but not over-coping. It was fortuitous for him, uh, and we can learn from that. When we're facing situations, take control. Do whatever you can to help have an effect on the outcome. But don't over-control, because it inevitably will backfire. Another illustration is, think of you're on a beach, and your job is to carry one handful of sand from point A to point B and you're supposed to carry as much sand as possible. You'll scoop it up, and you'll probably have kind of an open uh, fist where you will be dropping some of it, but you'll be able to control quite a bit. What we sometimes do is we tightly clench that fist because we don't want to drop any sand. And you're not actually controlling that much of it, and you're still dropping sand. So again, think of a project you're facing or a situation you're in and do whatever you can, again, to control it, but not too much. When we're tempted to over-control, I think it's often a mind game. We're in situations where our mind is playing havoc with reality, and the number of thoughts we're having feel like they can't be mastered. And I once heard the idea to lead your mind like you lead a toddler. For example, if you're caring for a toddler and they're out in a yard and they're walking towards a street, uh, you'll want to just safely and consistently return them. You won't let them explore the street because it'd be helpful to learn about traffic and cars and that would be not a smart move as a caregiver. So you don't want your mind to play tricks on you and go off in all types of directions if you're trying to work on something. On the other hand, you wouldn't want to scream or spank the toddler just for exploring. That would be totally inappropriate and an overreaction to just a toddler trying to learn the environment. Again, you would safely return them You'd say, here's where we're playing. By not being too self-critical when your mind takes off, Again, I think you can actually have more control of it instead of thinking, why am I worrying about this? This keeps happening to me. When's it going to stop? I think we're asking too much of our thoughts. I don't think we can control our thoughts, at least not for very long. And we create undue anxiety when we feel like we're failing at only thinking positive thoughts or losing track of our goal. With the volume of thinking we do, those are pretty normal detours that we take. So again, instead of being too self-critical when that happens and over-coping, notice where your mind is and just gently bring it back. I learned that kind of approach for relaxation and meditation, but it's very effective when you're not relaxing and you're just trying to finish a project. Some of us really do lose track quite often, but I don't think that's the problem. And when we are feeling a little bit more skilled at coping but not over coping and gently bringing our mind back to tasks at hand, I think it can be super helpful to notice how often we are saying or thinking words like should or have to or must or got to. I have to get to the library. I've got to get to work. I need to get to class. That can really add to our stress because it feels like we have no control. Somebody's making us do all these things. We know from so much research on stress that the more control we have over a situation, the more protected we are against the harmful effects of stress. This is a way to increase your feeling of control. Shift those words to something with choice. Whether you say them out loud or just think them, I'm going to the library. I'm going to class. I'll finish this project. I'm getting out of bed. <laughs> what that does is it increases your feeling of control because you actually don't have to do anything. There'd be consequences if you didn't get out of bed or show up for work or go to class or finish projects. But I think recognizing that you don't have to do them, that it's all a choice, is not just... Uh, mind trick. I think it's a much more accurate construction of reality. So why overcope? Why overstress? Why act like we have to do all these things? Because we really don't. So I hope one of those ideas, maybe all of them, are helpful in transforming some of the stressors that you're facing and increasing your feeling of personal control over what's going on in your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk again soon.